Hello and welcome to Movies I Show My Brother. I'm your host, Levi Green. And I'm the brother, Lucas Green. And this week, we are our own worst enemies. We made it! Where's Jason? Jason! Jason! I didn't know if you were lost. Stick with me, and I'll keep you safe. There's a family in our driveway. What are you people? <laughs> it's us. They won't stop. We need to move and keep moving. Stick with me, I'll keep you safe. Us, we are. Welcome again to Movies I Show My Brother. This is a podcast where my brother and I will be introducing movies to each other that we've missed over the years, like Die Hard, Superman, and Buckaroo Banzai, and many, many more. We'll also take a look at new movies coming out this year, like Shazam, Avengers Endgame, and Star Wars Episode Nine. This week, we'll be diving into Us. Lucas, give me a basic summary of it. All right, Levi, this is Jordan Peele's new movie since he made Get Out, which was crazy awesome, and yes. it blew up on the scene, and it made Jordan Peele this new kind of horror master. So this movie This, this is, is his second movie, too, right? Second like, movie, second movie he's ever done. Well, I mean, he's acted, but this is the second movie he's ever written and directed. Yes. So that's two. Um, this movie is about a family who goes to their summer house and their doppelgangers, people who look exactly like them, break into their home and cause them terror throughout the night. Not jumping into any, trying to avoid any spoilers in that. Uh, there's a lot that goes on in this movie. Um, but yeah, that's basically, that sound like a good uh, summary to you, Levi? I feel like that was in the trailer, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't <laughs> want to give anything away. That's uh, I really really like to shy away from spoilers in this movie because there are some big moments that until we get to our spoiler section. Into, well, obviously, um, if you go in blind, it'll make this movie even better. I believe. I think so too. It's one of those horror movies where you just gotta see every surprise that's along the way, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, um, there's tons of surprises, tons of little twists and turns. And uh, it's a it's a really cool movie for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Levi, what did you think about this movie? See, I I think I have had the opposite reaction that you did. I did not like this movie upon the first viewing, and after the first few minutes of thinking about it, and I went and saw it a few days ago, and just I have to. I've been thinking about it ever since, just trying to ponder. Did you see it twice? I have not seen it twice. No. Oh, okay. I have not yet. I probably will see it again, like we were talking about before. I like mm-hmm. how you have to see it more than once to see all the hidden details, which I noticed a few, but I know there are more. And mm-hmm. just trying to Kinda understand. Like it and get out. Yeah, exactly. There's a bunch of subtle hidden details, you know? Yeah. Where uh-huh. everything, like you said to me one time before, everything on screen means something. Oh, yeah. Especially with a director like Jordan Peele, and he showed mm-hmm. us that. Uh, in Get Out, it's just like everything in the frame is there for a specific reason. And we'll go into detail more uh, when we get into our spoiler sections mm-hmm. and uh, our trivia and theories. Um, but like you can tell that everything Jordan Peele does, everything he specifically shows you specific things mm-hmm. to tease it for later on in the movie or to give a payoff later on in the movie. Yes. And it's something that's really cool and something you see like he cares that much when making a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it just makes it feel like a better product overall. Yeah, especially when there's just little things that eat, might even not, not matter that much, but still it pays off later on, you know? Oh, yeah, exactly. Always just little things. What did you think of the movie? I I liked this movie. I thought it was really good. Um, I thought I think we have our little bit of reverse Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. If you listen to our Captain Marvel podcast going on in this episode, where I really like this movie, which I you mean, really should not, go back and listen to all of our episodes. But you really should. There's ten. There's ten now. <laughs> we made this it to ten. Eleven. We, we made it to ten. We didn't think about we didn't it. Talk hey. about it last week. But we made it to ten. This is eleven. We're going on strong. That's right. But back to the movie. <laughs> um, I, I I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, the acting was really top notch. Yes, I agree. Um, the cinematography, the score was amazing. Mm-hmm. I think Jordan Peele is definitely becoming one of the most talented up and coming directors right now. He can really, coming from his acting um, career, he can really get these great performances mm. out of actors. And I love that he's having these original scripts. And right now, it looks like he has just carte blanche over whatever he wants to do mm-hmm. um so it'll be cool to see what he can do next N- uh, new original ideas and things like that i just i, I love it it's pretty great well these are all and, new and completely original and didn't it break a record for being uh, yeah i forgot i sent that to you yeah um it was the most uh, highest grossing original film to come out since avatar which was what which, 15 years ago no, 2009. It's 10 years ago. Yeah, it was I 10 years ago. I don't I, I remember. I said it to you a while ago, but it's been a long time. So it's crazy that nothing original has made that much money since then, since Avatar, mm-hmm. which is kind of sad because, you know, we need original ideas and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and people always say they would rather see an original movie than a sequel or anything like that. Well, tell that you to think. Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> But I mean, you gotta think those. I mean, Star Wars was an original idea at one point in time, yeah. and everyone loves that. Alien was an original idea. I mean, all these things that have built mm-hmm. franchises were all original ideas at one point in time. That's so how everything works. Really. It'd be great to see more. Well, yeah, <laughs> it'd be great to see more of that, and maybe building new things. Yeah, new things for the future mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That doesn't really have anything to do with us, but no. And plus, coming from, uh, we talked about this before when you and I talked about Get Out. On not on the podcast, but when Jordan Peele coming from comedy and oh, going yeah. to horror, like both those genres just all about the timing, and he's exactly. just a oh, master definitely. of timing and comedy, and he just pulls Especially it off so the, well. I mean, horror. I don't, I know, I know you didn't like. Uh, sorry for interrupting you. Sorry, no, you're. Right. I know you didn't like this movie as much as me, mm-hmm. but the timing and stuff, I think, in this movie is it's great. I mean, there's points mm-hmm. where it's straight up like slasher horror yeah well that's but where then great it, there's uh, awesome comedy moments yeah too. there were a few i think yeah. all the comedy moments really worked throughout this movie and i'm normally a stickler for oh it's serious let's not throw in random jokes mm-hmm. it felt natural there's one time there where i noticed one that i really didn't like and we'll get to oh, yeah that's one of my least favorite scenes but okay <laughs> i agree that like especially with like jump scares those can be oh, yeah. done very poorly if you don't have the timing right. I feel like there weren't a ton in this movie either. There was only like one or two, but yeah, and I, I mean, I enjoy movie, I enjoy horror movies, and that is what most horror movies are built on, right? That don't rely on that. Yes, 
Like, I feel like that just sets them apart. It makes them better. Mm-hmm. I am very picky when it comes to horror movies. Well, I would I say this like is... Watching. When it comes to this movie, I would say it's more of a thriller than a horror movie. Yeah, I think It's all about too. the Some suspense saying, of, like, what's going to yeah. happen next, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that. It's kind of like Get Out, how yeah. that was a thriller and not, like, a straight-up horror movie. Mm-hmm. This is more of a horror movie, but still, it relies oh, yeah, less on the horror, horror element and more on the... The thriller element of like tension of like what's going to happen next to these characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, you ready for a spoiler? I Zell? think I am. This is going to be our spoiler warning to everyone. If you have not seen us yet, do not take our word for it. Go out and judge it for yourself. Yeah, definitely go check it out. Support some original content so we can see more movies like this, and uh, support Jordan Peele. He's pretty awesome. That's From right. What I know, I've never seen him before. I've never <laughs> met him before, but uh, he seems pretty cool. Levi, I agree. Levi, before we dive into the mm-hmm. spoiler section, did you see what I sent you, uh, Jordan Peele, the uh, twist and turns thing? No, I didn't. With it, okay. Well, it's funny. That. Everyone's gonna have to look out for this. Uh, we'll have to tweet it mm-hmm. on our Twitter if you uh, follow us on Twitter at underscore m i s m b. Heck yeah. <laughs> um, it's all about, it's just all about timing too. It's him and, uh, the key and peel show. And it's, it's just one of the funniest things I've ever mm-hmm. seen where they're in a Mexican standoff, three guys. Oh and yeah. It's giving twists and turns and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's really, really funny. You'll have to check it out. We'll I tweet love it. So everyone can show. check it out. Oh yeah. It's great. All right, Lucas, so, what were some of your favorite moments? All right. Some of my favorite moments and like things in the mo- movie, uh, I'll go off my top thing on my list is mm-hmm. the acting. I think everyone in this movie pretty much acted like mm-hmm. their butts off. And I think even the kids were great in this movie. Oh, yeah. Well, especially where, again, we're in spoiler territory, where you have to play Spoilers. a normal person and then the dark version of that person. Right. You know? And they got to do so, I mean, like, those kids did great. Oh, yeah. Playing Normally, his... I hate children actors mm-hmm. just because sometimes they're just not that great. <laughs> but more, I mean, recently, they've been great. Yeah. Recently, they've been really good. But these kids were great with the horror element, mm-hmm. and they were great with the comedy element. I feel like they had two of the best ch- child actor performances I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. I, I love. I love the part... Um, and this is kind of like fusing a couple of my points together. Mm. Um, the part when they first meet the tethered, yes. that's what the doppelgangers are called, mm. uh, where we get to see their pairs for the first time. Mm. I felt I felt like that was just one of the coolest parts because, like like you said, they're playing their light side and the dark side, mm. and you just see the little the mirror version, the little tricks and the little like oh she's her hair is all straight and stuff like that yeah his face is burnt and it's just i think it's really cool to see the the dual duality right there like that Mm -hmm. also big shout out to lupita nyango and winston duke they were amazing in this movie we're so good so Mm -hmm. good in this movie i i mean winston duke had some He's the comedic relief in oh, this yeah, movie. Oh, yeah, definitely. But he nails it every time. He's mm-hmm. the dad of the situation. Every time he has this joke or something, it's so funny. Oh, yeah, he plays he the dad him. so well. Oh, yeah. It He's makes, like everyone's it, goofy dad. Exactly. Oh, yeah, someone everyone can relate to. Mm-hmm. And 
like just this and rem- I I've said he's one of my favorite parts of Black Panther. Oh yeah. It made me like all right, I'm ready for more Winston Duke. Big difference though in those characters. <laughs> yeah, just slightly. And also Lupita Nyong'o, um she plays the two characters just so good. Mm-hmm. So so good. And mm-hmm. we'll get into more details on her characters uh coming yeah. up later. Um but what was I going to say? And I was happy to see uh, someone we've talked about on this podcast before, Yaya mm-hmm. Abdul-Mateen II. Who's he play? He plays he her dad. This. That's who he is. At the beginning, okay. remember? Mm-hmm. And in all the flashbacks. He was yeah. Black Manta and Aquaman. And yeah, uh-huh. he was in one of my favorite Netflix shows, The Get Down. And I just love seeing him oh, in, in all these new things. Oh, he did, that was his first TV show. His first acting gig oh, ever really? was The Get Down. Wow. And this is his second movie. Wait, he's only been no way. He's only been two movies. Fine, second big movie. He's only been in a okay. few. His career just oh, started. He has not been oh, at yeah. this long. <laughs> and I That's love awesome. seeing him in new things that are big because he is a great actor. And yeah. seeing Ever- the as we'll get to later, the reverse uh-huh. of inside the uh, underworld, whatever you want to call it, the tunnels and stuff. Yeah, where we'll get to how much that doesn't make sense, but how he was like playing that. The carnival game. Oh yeah! And like when he looked at her, like he when the up the the above the good dad was like smiling and joking, his uh-huh. just evil like hatred smile on his face. I, that was brilliant. Oh yeah, I I kind of forgot that like everyone that's up top had, had to play their bottom, yeah, their reverse their tethered uh, counterpart. Mm-hmm. And I think oh that's kind of I mean that's cool. Even like the extras and stuff like that, they brought them back down. Yeah, to the like the underworld. And had them play themselves again, mm-hmm. just with a slight twist. That's uh, that's really cool when I think yeah. about that. Um, yeah, the acting it's pretty great, <laughs> especially Lupita playing her good self, and then also Red, mm-hmm. her counterpart. Her counterpart is terrifying. I think. yes, it's so scary. Like her voice when she first starts talking, yeah. And how she's just commanding all the other tethered people, mm-hmm. and they—it's just oh man, so scary, and it's so crazy that when they're acting like she's acting against herself in those moments mm-hmm. where it's just the two of them, so it's insane how she would have to get in the mindset of to say like the normal character, mm-hmm. and then get in the mindset of acting against herself as the crazy tethered version of mm. her too it's just i couldn't even imagine doing that yeah those would have to be a few days apart for me oh yeah it'd have to give yourself some time to uh get in the mindset mm-hmm. levi what was one of your favorite parts of this movie see i had a, i only had a few parts that i really liked in mm-hmm. this movie um i liked the opening after the flashback part but before the tethered get there like, it's just building of suspense and, like, she doesn't want to go to the beach. Does she remember what happened to her? Like, what's yeah. going on with, like, what's happening? And then once the tethered show up in the driveway, I was hooked because that moment oh, yeah. is just so... The tension is just building there and the de- and Winston Duke is just playing the dad of, like, well, let's just go tell him to get out of here. And then he, asks, yeah, gets, he gets the gets baseball the bat. bat and it's just... That was just a great that building of the tethered getting there. I thought was really well done. One moment I really liked uh, 
talking about when the tethered first get there mm-hmm. is in the trailers when they break off from each other mm-hmm. there's all there's that score the bum bum and they all like just like go their separate ways did you notice I in the love... trailer too that it is missing a frame no so like it just looks like they just snap away uh-huh in one of the trailers oh, i no, saw i never watched that mm-hmm. that's cool like in uh, like I how love... they sh- yeah i love in the movie no it's all good uh, I love in the movie that there's no score in that scene. I think it yeah. makes it even more creepy mm-hmm. because it's like you in in movies and stuff. We're so trained to, bam! Oh, there's some kind of musical score, or musical cue, or something mm-hmm. like that. But in this moment, it's just like, and they just go, mm-hmm. and it's so like it feels like real life. It's so creepy. In a lot of other horror movies, the music can make or break the scariness. Oh, like, yeah, there's just that low can. tone of just, like, a string being pulled or something, mm-hmm. that tension, and that that's in most horror movies, but in this movie, you don't, it's only in some parts, like, in that moment, it's, there's nothing, like you said. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah. It it's not it relying on real, that crutch, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, I mean, music is half of a movie, mm-hmm. in any movie. It can be used to make or break it. I think you utilizing music is a tool but also not using music is also a tool too. You have to know when to do one or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, yeah. Did you have any other we're, we're, favorite moments? Uh, I have a couple, I have a couple more. Um, right. want one uh, more, did, 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 want one more for me. You only have one more. Yeah. Well, really, uh, one <laughs> favorite, favorite moment I have is when we first, I love the part of the movie where it's we first meet the tethered mm-hmm. all the way until they watch the news report. Mm-hmm. That's them all fighting their separate tethered people, and then them going to the rich neighbor's house. The rich neighbor's getting killed. I just thought this whole part, That's this my whole other f- section of the movie was really good. I think. Yeah. Yeah. What were you right. saying? I said you just led to my other favorite part is when oh, really? the other family got killed. That oh, it was uh, such a it was so just well done out of nowhere. Yeah, it was so well done because they were arguing. Like the kids were like, "What's going on?" Like the they heard something outside. Yeah, and they just kept the parents just kept arguing, and the kids came out of their bedroom like, "What's going on?" And then bam, they all get killed. Yeah, it's just out. It's just bam. It's just out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even play around. I love how the camera is on the girls mm-hmm. upstairs, and then it's just bam. So she's out of the out of outside of the frame. She's just stabbed in the throat or yes. something like that. And then we see what's happening. But and then I love how the mom is dying, and it's just yeah. excellent use of music when she says "call the yes. police," and uh-huh. the Amazon Siri thing is yeah. just starts playing the song "F the Police." Yeah, uh huh. And it's just that song that was- in throughout the rest of the scene when. Our main family gets there and they start fighting this evil uh, other family. That mm-hmm. song is just so well timed with the action. I loved yeah. it. Oh yeah, I thought it was it was funny that um, yeah that that song came on while they were trying to call the police and the mm-hmm. music throughout the whole scene and them parroting Alexa mm-hmm. and it being I forget what it was called. I forget what oh, it was called. It's called Ophelia. That's what oh, it's called. Yeah, that was yeah, funny. Like showing how funny. the rich family, like how Winston Duke was always everything. comparing himself to him because he got a mm-hmm. boat, but it's not as nice as his and boat. Really, and they have a the really nice house, mm-hmm. and it's all glass and modern and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into more of that class kind of thing later on in yeah. the theory section. 
as something I want to point out to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really liked that when the kids got into the house. Um, That's where it all started Lupita going sideways. Got taken out. Or yeah. she got kidnapped and pulled into the house. So it's just the kids and their dad outside. Yeah, sure. And then the tethered uh, rich dad mm-hmm. comes out. And I loved the acting put, of him. Well, I love that he put he that bathrobe it. on. Yeah. Because uh-huh. he was trying to be he like the, the bathrobe, other guy. Exactly. He put the bathrobe on. And then he also acted like him, but mm-hmm. like drunk, kind of. Yes. Well, And that's just how also, he... That, guy is well also if you remember earlier when winston duke killed his other on the boat mm-hmm. he was like screaming communicating with someone else it was that guy his best friend oh really so they were yelling at each other so when he starts yelling at winston duke's character he's like why'd you kill my friend you know ah oh, like about that's that. how they talk that screeching is how they talk oh yeah uh-huh because they and, can't talk and you hear like some a person screech across the lake and you're just like that's mm-hmm. a weird sound until you know it's him talking to his friend. Ah, I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. That's pretty sweet. I love that when, when yeah, Winston Duke goes off with the other um, dad, mm-hmm. and then the kids go into the house to try and find their mom. Mm-hmm. Well, the girl grabs a golf club, yeah, and then the son grabs this giant, ridiculous rock yeah. thing. <laughs> it's an ornament thing. And I thought that was so funny that he gra- of all the things he just grabbed that. Well, there's a great good. joke where just they, they they just look at it and he's just like. You know, whatever. And he's a yeah. shrug. Uh-huh. Uh, that was funny. That was great. Oh, joke. yeah. He just grabbed it. It's just like, yeah, it's it's my weapon. It'll work. It's going to happen now. And he carries it all throughout the movie now. And it paid off. Oh, yeah, it did. You're right. <laughs> he used it. Um, What's your last favorite thing, Levi? I have two little favorite things. That was my last favorite thing. I could only think of two for two this movie. Two of the whole entire movie. That kind of makes me sad. That um, says more about the movie than me, I think. No, 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 no. <laughs> But uh, I have two just small little favorite things mm-hmm. I thought of um, throughout the movie. I love the use of "I got five on it." Oh they, yes, they do it in the they do it in the, the trailer, mm-hmm. so you hear it there. But they did an arrangement mm-hmm. of this song in that fight at the end, and, right? And yep, and they play it. You hear the song at the beginning, mm-hmm. and you see it in the trailers. How they listen to it in the car, but then it comes back at the end in this horror. Or orchestral mm-hmm. version of it and it's time to a fight is timed up to it mm-hmm. it's slow and deliberate and i thought that was a really cool moment at the final fight it makes it very haunting uh remix of that song mm-hmm. a quick fun fact because we're on that topic yeah. not fun facts but the fight is that that was originally scored to uh the nutcracker song oh, really yeah i guess that makes sense because they were talking about how she was dancing it was a ballet yeah it was a yeah uh-huh I thought that was pretty neat, but he said it just didn't fit, so he put the I got five on it in there. I'm trying to picture the Nutcracker to the fight, and that would be weird. Yeah, it would be very weird. It'd be very weird. That's why he changed it. But yeah, I think I think it'd be. I mean, I think this song. I mean, I listen to it now every once in a while. Oh, I want to buy this horror version of it. Oh yeah, it just it's so cool. It's so like it it fits. It Mm -hmm. really does. It's so weird that this rap song fits in this horror vibe oh yeah perfect so cool oh perfectly what was your other one and then my other favorite moment is there's one joke that i thought stood out among the rest Mm -hmm. that i liked a lot so the family gets in this car um and they're all trying to decide who is going to drive and then they all start listing off their kill counts and the dad said he had the most kills because he killed the two Uh uh-huh 
um, dad's mm-hmm. his self, and he says, "I had to kill myself, and I killed what's his name." Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was a funny moment where they all were trying to trying to one up each other with the kills of the tethered. Yeah, yeah. Well, you just led into one of my least favorite parts. That's your least favorite part of one all of the them. parts. That's your least favorite part. Uh, I have a lot of least favorite parts, buddy. That's one of them. I'm disappointed in you. I'm sorry. That was your. Le- that why was, was that your least so out of place. No, they just got done murdering a family that they've known all their lives. Not, not, we don't know that they know them all their lives. I'm assuming they, they were good friends. Like, they don't even seem like that good of friends. Then why they go to the beach together besides just trying to spite the other dad with his I boat? I think it's just. I mean, it's just a summer house. There might be the family they see every summer or something. But I don't. I don't. I feel tension between them. You would not be joking. You would not, and you would not be joking about how many people you've killed. If we're trying to make this realistic, I mean, it doesn't have to be realistic. Oh, I feel like it's a good moment to let us breathe. We've just had a horror. I know that's what the whole point of it was, but I just thought it was was so out of place. I did not like it. Sorry. Well, then we can segue into least favorite parts. Mm -hmm. Since we got yours, here's one of mine. And we talked about this a little bit um, before the podcast, before we started rolling. Um, And this will probably be the most of our podcast here tonight. Um, The logic of this movie. All right. You led into my least favorite part. Yeah, I know. This is both. Mm -hmm. If you sit back and watch this movie and just watch it, I feel like you As you do. Well, if you. Sure. Shut up. If you, after the movie, if you go in and try and pick threads. Not even pick threads, just think about it. I mean, if you try and pick threads, you will be able to pull this movie apart, I think. Mm -hmm. Does that mean it's not enjoyable? No. It was totally enjoyable. It was totally a great movie, a good movie, I think. But there are some huge logic, like, wait, what if this happened? Mm -hmm. Oh, wait. What if, I mean, why did this happen if this happened? Mm-hmm. Um, I was comparing it to Levi before this to an episode of Twilight Zone where maybe not everything has to make sense. Maybe we're just expected to just enjoy the ride kind of thing. But it's, it's not sci-fi. an episode of the Twilight Zone. It's a big budget horror movie. But, I mean, basically episodes of Twilight Zone are just low budget horror movies. That's a horrible a- argument. Why is it a horrible argument? Because you go into the Twilight Zone every episode knowing what it's going to be. You came into this hoping... You, I came into it. I'll say that. I came into this movie with very high hopes because I love horror movies. And I loved Get Out. And I love Jordan Peele. But mm-hmm. then I was so let down by this movie, mainly because the logic does not make sense. I had so many questions that when you ask them, you realize, oh, that doesn't make sense within this movie. It wouldn't... like. There's right, so many examples of that. All right. Throw so the main we'll the main point of this movie, which is yes. was so predictable, was when the little girl saw her other selves, other self. Sorry, they switched. Mm-hmm. Everyone guessed that right away, right? See, I mean, I thought about that when they first showed it. I'm like, yeah, they switched. But then throughout the movie, I thought to myself, I'm like, oh, maybe they didn't switch actually. And I kind of got my mind off of that. Mm-hmm. But when they reveal it again at the end, 
this is the big twist that we were talking about. They reveal it at the very end. They reveal mm. they switched. Yes. I'm like, oh, they switched. Now, the predictability of that was not what I had a problem with. My problem was yeah. this other, like, the other little girl that's in the bottom, uh, Underworld. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's called. There's an official name for it. It has to be. But um, she is special because she is not completely tethered, I guess. So she well, was she's able. Not. She's not. She had. She was able oh. to go to the top. Yes. No one else can do that. No one else can leave. They cannot leave. That is a rule. You have to do what your person above is doing. You have to well, mirror. Well, is it, it because is it because she went to the fun house or the mirror house? That's a good question. I don't know. I can't tell you. But she broke. Well, the no. Rules. I think that's it. I think that's the reason she could do that because right. she went to the mirror world or mirror house, and that's where the entrances. That's where the yeah the 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 transition. As I is. said, the stairway to hell. But um, uh, I thought it was funny because the stairway to heaven. But all right, whatever. I, I get you. I get you. <laughs> but she is special. She can leave. She went up there, grabbed the other her, dragged her back down, and handcuffed her to a bed. I get it. I like it. They switched. But mm-hmm. when the other little girl is unhandcuffed and is told to mimic the one above, and everyone can tell she doesn't, they're they're like. She's special. She'll lead us. That's the whole point of that. But mm-hmm. like, why didn't she just go back up the stairs and leave? You know what I'm saying? Hmm. That's my I one think. one of the biggest complaints of this movie. She could have just left. Now, yes, she was unconscious. She doesn't know where the stairs are. Okay. Then how does she show everyone else the way out? That's my thing. Right away. Why don't she just leave? Like, oh my gosh, where are my parents? Run back up the stairs and find her parents. Because you know she gets uncuffed because she has to get uncuffed eventually. I mean, that's a legitimate question. I mean, yeah. That was my main problem. But then I have other main problems. Because if there's this rule, we've established this rule because she gives a speech right before they do that awesome fight, like you said, um, that this underworld place was created Mm -hmm. for reasons. And... So that the people below have to mimic the people above. All right, that's a rule. Yeah, it's established. Their souls are kind of connected. Yes. All right. I mm-hmm. believe it. I understand it. So yeah. if that's the thing. Then how did they break that rule? She can because she's yeah. special. How does everyone else? That's. I mean, that's one of my. That's where my my logic question is. Mm-hmm. Is how do they kind of get out? Like how do they get out of there? Yeah. Because they're supposed to be mimicking them, and I thought she could because she got into the. Mirror house. Yeah, I'll give you like, that. That everyone, makes sense. Yeah, not everyone does that, so mm-hmm. I don't know how she they broke the tether. Yeah, basically to allow them to get out and do that. Yeah. Um, that's definitely where one of my logic questions are. It's, um, because you can't. I don't know. You can't establish explain, a rule like that and then just break it. Yeah, because I, I wish they. I wish they explained that. I wish they explained how they could form this army yeah. when um when they're just they have to follow the person up top. Yes. Also, well, I guess never well, mind. No, well, this is this I, is this, go, this is the point that goes off of that. I'll give you that mm-hmm. they broke the tether and they don't have to follow their above people anymore. All right, I'll yeah. give you that. Mm-hmm. But then how why does the little boy in halfway through the movie he's this little follow one that was again. burned follow he, him again. Huh? Yeah, yeah, he followed him again. He followed him again. He put up his arms and yeah. he walked backwards until his other him was in the fire, burning to death. 
Why? That was a pretty cool scene, though. It was pretty cool, but why? Tell me why. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. That's I mean, it makes no sense totally at all. Makes no sense. I mean, they were mi- mimicking each other in the closet where they were before. But tell me why? Tell me I'm why just, was he not mimicking the whole him the whole time? I'm trying to think. I don't I, know. I'm not, I don't want to argue about it. I'm sorry if I being confrontational. I'm just. I had a lot of problems with this movie that were logic wise. Like, it's a great premise that there are these monsters beneath us that are us, mm-hmm. you know, that follow us. But if you establish a rule like that, you have to give a legitimate reason for that rule being broken, you know? Yeah. No, I'm trying to think of a part in the movie that if it explains how, just how they broke the tether, I mean, the only maybe... time it ever references it is in her speech right at the end. What, what did it say? Right before she fights. I don't remember. I need to go see it again or something. Because she just talks about how it was created. And then they. she talks about how they noticed that she was different. And so that's when like when she's yeah, dancing. dance. Yeah, uh-huh. she's not identical to the one above, I guess. So she... Um, well, maybe her presence caused the untethering. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Either I'd have to see... I wanted to see it again before... Uh, we did the podcast uh, because mm. there's a lot to unpack in this movie, like we talked about before. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there are, there are points in the movie where, like I said, lo- logic. I don't know. Just doesn't. It, it, there's some points where it doesn't feel completely sound. It mm. doesn't ruin it for me because I'm not gonna pick and tear at the movie. But um, <laughs> I don't the know. one movie you don't pick and tear at. I mean, I enjoyed it. Well, I enjoyed the ride. That's what I gotta say. I didn't. I did not enjoy it because I, I was. I know. I could not. I was not scared, and I could not enjoy it because I was thinking about the logic. You know what I'm saying? Like it pulled me out of the movie. Well, that's sad. <laughs> sorry. Sad. I'm sorry. I'm definitely. I mean, I'm definitely gonna see it again. So maybe we'll be able to have a a better understanding of it after the second mm-hmm. viewing. And then I just have one other complaint, and then I'll be done. Okay. Well, I mean, I only have I have a couple more. But I, I, for me, I only have one more. I know I've, I've been ranting, and I'm sorry. It's okay. Is that Jordan I think Peele this is payback for uh, Captain Marvel? Yes. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, Jordan Peele. Uh, there was a key and Peele bit, I think. But I know in interviews, Jordan Peele talked about this a lot about yeah. um, black people in horror movies. Yeah. And how they would not make the some dumb mistakes that white people in horror movies make. Like, mm-hmm. This is a big joke that is always talked about. There's a lot of really funny bits about it where like if there's, you hear a weird noise in your house, you're like, let's go uh, investigate it. And black people run away. Yeah. You know, that joke. It's a great, it's really yeah. funny. I like it. But in this movie, uh-huh. they do so many dumb things. Like, I mean, why did she in go in the house? In why did she get out of the car to go look at the girl they hit? Yes. That's why did, least they, well, she made so many she bad that, mistakes. Now that I, now that I say that, I guess she went. No, never mind. Keep going. Yeah, just there was a lot of stuff like that. Of just like, don't do that. That's dumb. Like you always yell at them TVs, hoping they can hear you. Like, you're an idiot. I don't mean, go there. That is a horror movie trope. Yes, but after saying this so many times in interviews, like Get Out, Get Out was a perfect example of that. Where in interviews he said, "This is what a black person in a horror movie would do. He would try to get out and run away." Mm-hmm. But in this movie, it was complete opposite. Like she was making so many dumb mistakes. Yeah, no, you know that's just uh, one of my biggest complaints is just the hypocrisy of it would be different, but it's still not still making the same dumb mistakes. Which I understand it's a horror movie thing, 
But it's just, that's one of my complaints. Sorry. You feel better now that you got it off your chest? Almost. <laughs> what is uh, Another thing, a uh, con got for me? I had, uh, just another con I had. Um, uh, one short one is, mm-hmm. I wish we knew more about why and how the underground clones work. Yes. Um, just a little, more, a little bit more backstory. I know keeping it vague keeps it mysterious. Yeah, yeah. And stuff like that, but I mean, I'd like to. I mean, that's an interesting thing. I kind of wish it went in more of that direction mm-hmm. of exploring this world that they made. I, yeah. I don't know because it's, it's cool I world. Like I like cool. the idea. Uh huh. You know, I just wish there. I I wish we explored the reasoning behind it. Mm-hmm. And then, um, my my other least favorite moment is, um, the in the twist we learned that we talked about this. Mm-hmm. Um, they switched. Yeah. So the good girl, the good Lupita Nyong'o is really from the underground. Mm-hmm. And Red. she does not like going to this beach because of her experience. Yes. But then we learned she doesn't like, she doesn't want to go back to the beach because that's where Red is. Trying to stay away from the crime, like crime seat kind mm-hmm. of thing. Well, you I heard- think, she, what were you going to say? Well, I read an article where Jordan Peele was being interviewed, where mm-hmm. um, he talked about that. But also, like, I don't. It might have been not been in that article. Where I heard this theory. I almost to say it was a theory, to where mm-hmm. she doesn't remember because it was so long ago and it's so traumatic that the the good her that we see does not remember being from the underground. You know, I don't. Not know until about that. the end when she's finally laughing about killing her other self or the other person. Uh, yeah. She seems old enough that she'd remember that. Yeah. I mean, and especially since she is literally like, I don't know, it seems like way too big of an event to not remember. Yeah. I don't know. But my thing is, I I feel like she would tell her husband like, "Oh, this traumatic event happened. Let's never go to the beach up mm-hmm. there." Well, she does after and, they go to the beach. Well, yeah, after. <laughs> I was th- I, I it, it feels like they've been there before too. Like mm-hmm. we were saying, like that maybe this is their summer home. Yeah. So you think, like she would be like, "Hey, this thing happened when I was a kid, sometime in their marriage, because they have two kids." Yeah. So they've been married for a while at least. Mm-hmm. That they should tell them about this and just not tell them about like seeing another person, but maybe being lost and being mm-hmm. tra- traumatized and make up a story that he would believe that they would never go to that beach again. Mm-hmm. It just, when she started doing that, I'm like, you guys have been married how long and he doesn't know about this? Yeah, that was another poor choice. Um, you know something I thought was funny that was kind of, mm-hmm. not really a complaint, but just thought was weird? We keep talking about the underground tunnels. Did you think yeah. that was weird when it first started? It came up with that note of like, Telling there you, are like, so many, there are yeah. so many underground tunnels all over America, like, are, are abandoned that are never used. And I didn't think like, it was weird. I thought it was creepy. Well, I thought it was weird because, like, could be coming, true. coming into this movie, I like that was not in my mind. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So it's just like, wait, why are you telling us this? Yeah, what tunnels in, have to do with then anything? Then in 10 minutes, you figure it out, but it's just like, yeah. why are you telling me about tunnels? Yeah, exactly. I thought that was well, funny. I think that's, it's kind of a cool idea. It is a cool idea, but also, like, are all those tunnels connected? Like, if they yeah. drive across country, do their 
others have to run across those tunnels or what happens if they there's tons of logic leaps you can take with this sometimes you gotta just have suspension and disbelief i'm gonna remind you that next time you complain about a movie i mean there's suspense i mean i mean everyone has a different suspension of disbelief all right i mean i can complain about a movie and it not be part of suspension of disbelief it could be just poor writing yeah all right um, all right, I think let's just dive cool into some facts, theories, right. and stuff like that, Levi. Uh, all right, what, what you got, got for me? What do I got? You want me to go first? Want I don't. Go first? I got nothing, man. You have absolutely nothing. Yeah. Bless America, Levi. I told you it's a new movie. I couldn't look up that many facts about it. I tried. Bless America. <laughs> all right, Levi. Let's dive into my theory. I thought I was leading um, this. You were, but I kind of, kind of. Yeah, you did. Just, 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 just steered the wheel there. Yeah, sure. And in the um, last segment, in the last one. I don't remember what I was going to say. Your theories. Explain theory, this movie to me. Okay. That's what I want to know. So, one theory I found online, and I think it's a pretty cool theory. I think it kind of, I mean, it doesn't explain the movie, but um, it's a theory I read. Mm-hmm. That this is symbolism for classism. Yes. That I can see the that tethered are underground and they represent the poor. Okay. And they are fighting for survival. They're mm-hmm. trying to make it any way they can, and they're trying to make it. They're trying to rise up mm-hmm. from the the slums, the underground, the life they live currently. Yeah. Then we have the middle class, which is the family, which mm-hmm. is our main family. Um, they'll fight to defend what they have, mm-hmm. um, but they're not rich. They, they they live their normal life and things like that. Yeah. Um, and then we have a rich family. That's mm-hmm. our second family that gets killed. Um, they don't fight. They they doesn't. They, I said the rich family doesn't fight because they don't know how to. They've mm-hmm. never had to fight for something, so that's why they crumble so easily when attacked. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a cool. Um, kind of analyzing this movie for what it is kind of mm. deal. I thought that was kind of a cool theory. Yeah. I think it's a really cool idea. I like it. Um, mm-hmm. I like because that ties into the hands across America thing. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Which I like. That's why they're all wearing red. Because oh, that's yeah, the picture uh-huh. the, the people in the on the t-shirt she had were red. all red. Yeah. So they get the red that. jumpsuits and she has the scissors because she was cutting out those things that make the people. Oh, yeah. But it also does not explain where they got the scissors and where they got the yeah, red jumpsuits. Yeah, 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 but yeah. that's another flaw we can, I'm still upset about. But um, I love Did that you how. you see them go to the grocery store or something? Yes, I really do. I want to know where they got those jumpsuits. And I don't know what the heck is up with the rabbits. All right, I'm sorry. I'm going off on a tangent. Well, I mean, we kind of talked about this last week on our uh, prediction end of the podcast. Um mm-hmm. I mean, rabbits can be cloned easily. Maybe that was what they first started with. But this can't be cloning because a little girl wasn't cloned, and neither were the children that are the others. Well, they said clones. They said clones in the movie. Yes, but that was also said that the project was abandoned. That's why they were left. Well, yeah, she said they were left to themselves. Yeah, but maybe at first they started with rabbits and Mm -hmm. then moved on from there. And then rabbits also breed very easily. So I mean. That could explain the rabbits. All right. I don't know. Yeah. 
Another theory, uh, I mean, it's kind of like symbolism. Um, the tethered's red jumpsuits and then the single glove mm-hmm. is kind of noted imagery of Michael Jackson kind mm-hmm. of deal. Like we saw the Thriller t-shirt yeah. in the movie. And uh, Jordan Peele even stated once that um, Michael Jackson is the patron saint of duality. Because, because he goes from... such a different life kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I mean, over his life is just swung two different ways and physically yeah and physically too he's gone from black to white from normal to messed up crazy yeah you're right um one last thing i would like to um oh nope i have two two more notes (laughs) okay um i'll save the best one for last all right um in the opening scene of the movie we see the camera pushing in on a tv Surrounded by movies. Did mm-hmm. you catch any of those movies, Levi? I did not. Oh, okay. Well, it was like The Goonies, um, The Right Stuff, and this third movie called Chud. Yeah. Capital C, capital H, capital U, capital D. Hmm. Um, this movie is an older movie. I'd never heard of it uh, until now. Um, I've never heard of it. you want to know the plot synopsis of this movie? Sure. New York City police officer and a homeless shelter manager Mm -hmm. who joined forces to investigate a series of disappearances and discover a missing the uh, discover the missing are taken by humanoid monsters who live below the city. That's kind of foreshadowing, right? Hmm. And also, the Goonies all takes place pretty much underground in tunnels. So what we talked about. Jordan Peele putting things in the movie mm-hmm. on purpose. Oh yeah, this is definitely it. That's very clever. Oh yeah, I thought when I when I did I'd never I saw obviously I know the Goonies and the mm-hmm. right stuff, uh, but I'd never heard of Chud. So I looked it up when I got home mm-hmm. after seeing the movie, and I'm like, hey, I see what you did there. <laughs> That's that funny. Cool. cool little bit there. Yeah. All right, my last little um, just. Pointless trivia kind of deal. Uh, it's not something I noticed. It's something I read online. Um, while um, our main group are at the second family, the rich family's house, yeah. um, Jason, the son, is eating a bowl of Fruit Loops, dry Fruit Loops, mm-hmm. um, while they're talking and watching the news. Yeah. If you remember and get out, there were the crazy lady. That girl, the guy, main character's girlfriend, quote yeah. unquote, was eating dry, dry fruit, fruit, loops. fruit loops. Yeah, and then Jordan Peele said that this was definitely a callback to Get Out, and mm. I thought that was kind of cool. It's not something I noticed, but when I read about it, I'm like, "Ha, huh, that's mm. a cool little thing to put in there." That was pretty funny. That's awesome. clever. Yeah, it's very clever. That's all my that's all my theories and little factoids about this movie. All right. Well, that bring will bring us into our favorite segment of this podcast, our Shy Surprise, where Shia LaBeouf creeps into our podcast and creeps into our hearts. Lucas, what was your Shy Surprise? All right. For this one, it was kind of hard, but kind of easy at the same time. Yeah. I think he will play, in my eyes, play the rich dad. Oh, it was mine. Yeah, that's what I thought. Only because I want to see his tethered version. Oh yes, of himself. That'd be so great. Because I love what the I don't know the actor's name. I don't either. Did um, when he he came onto the scene, but I think 
Shia LaBeouf could obviously do something crazy. Oh, dude. And I think he could be very – or he could go the complete opposite way and be normal up top. Yeah. But then be, like, stoic yeah. and creepy when he comes up That's under, a good point. from the underground. Well, That'd I think he would play the drunk dad really well mm-hmm. and, like, in that argument and then just going to that screeching other self. Or, like you said, he could be stoic and just – he'd just be so creepy, you know? I want to see Shia LaBeouf screech. Oh, yes. At the top of his lungs. I'd love to see that. I'd pay good money to see that. Dude, we're on the same page with this one. <laughs> yeah, for the first time. Our Shia surprises finally line up. The stars aligned. <laughs> All right, The Shia's aligned. That's right. The Shia's aligned, finally. But not on our views on this movie. Because, Lucas, what is your final verdict on us? My final verdict is... I would recommend this to people. You would? I liked it. I I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was uh, a fun time at the movies. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed going and watching it. I thought it had great twists and turns. It kept me in my seat. It kept me engaged. There wasn't a time in the movie where I was bored or mm-hmm. I was looking at my phone or my watch or anything. Um, I would recommend. I would recommend it to people. I'd tell them to go see it. Go check it out. Um, I would probably buy it too later on. Maybe not right away, but uh, I'd probably get it just so I can watch it again and try and um, pick apart different things and trying to get better theories and see if I notice anything different. All right. Yeah. I'm sorry to disappoint you, but my verdict is I did not like this movie. I know. And I would not recommend it to anyone. Anyone? Not I... even just to watch it. No, I that's my opinion. Obviously, you should go out no. and see it and form your own opinion. But I would not recommend it. I I didn't like it. I'm sorry. It was a letdown for me. I might Dang, buy it sorry. eventually, just so I can tear through it frame by frame to try to make sense of it. But probably won't be for a few years. Dang, son. Dang. I'm about to revisit it in a few years and see what I think of it, but I did not like it. I'm sorry. It's okay. So, on our scale system, what would you rate it as? Oh yeah, I forgot about Remember that. Remember we implemented that? Yeah, we implemented a scale. The scale is what I use for my movie log. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes from bad, okay, good, and great. Um, I th- I put this at a solid, you know, good, okay to good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give it an okay. A low okay. okay. Not quite bad, okay. but it's okay. Okay. I, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take the okay. That's just my What opinion. was the one point in the movie where you... It's the logic part? Yeah. That's what turns you off? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well... All right. That's got to that's be the worst. That's the most egregious thing was the logic. Because okay. I was pulled out of it and I was just not afraid anymore. When I was just mm-hmm. like, like, how are they doing this? Why is this happening? Like... I didn't know why. Like, there was no coherent objective, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, they wanted to kill everyone above there and then hold hands and sing Kumbaya. But, like, why? You know? Right. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. All right. Until but, the cookies crumbles. Yes. Just like Captain Marvel. But... Next week on our podcast, we are going to be covering one of my favorite movies of all time, 1978's Superman. And 
we're going to watch the trailer for it right now. You all should too. And then come back and hear what we think of it. All right. We just watched the trailer for Superman. Lucas, what'd you think? All right. This has always been a movie that I haven't seen. I've, I, I've always heard of it. Which I'm, I'm really surprised about. Fan. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I never got around to just sitting down and watching it. Um, it's always been like the classic Superman movie. Mm-hmm. I've always seen things referenced from it, um, but I've never just taken the time to just watch it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm I'm excited to finally see it. Um, the only thing I'm worried about is it feeling dated. Yeah, I mean it did come out in '78. Um, some things from around there, um, uh, I mean, just don't age. I mean, it's hard for a movie to age well when things just change so much. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping it doesn't feel dated. Uh, like that, I'm interested to see um, the Christopher Superman. Uh, since I've never seen this movie, I've never actually seen it, but mm-hmm. I've seen clips of him and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see it. Yeah, and like I said, this is one of my all time favorite movies that I am so excited to show you. So, what would you say mm-hmm. your hype level is for this movie? My hype level is out of what? What have we decided on? I don't know. Out of ten, I think ten. Okay, let's go 10. Uh, my hype level is a solid 85. Wait, what? 85. Oh, I guess 85 eight out, out of 10. Of eight, <laughs> eight point, an 8.5. I was thinking out of 100. You're really like excited. Or something. <laughs> an 8.5. That's pretty excited. 8.6. Yeah, that's pretty. you're pretty excited. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. I'm, gr- cla- I'm excited. It's a classic movie that people talk about and... I'm excited to finally see it. I'm excited for you to see it. So that's Movies I Show My Brother for the Week. You can follow us on Twitter. Where, Lucas? At underscore M-I-S-M-B. That's Movies I Show My Brother. And for this week, I'm Levi Green. And I'm Lucas Green. Go watch Superman and join us next week. Perfect. Same bat time, same bat channel.